five lines in the bottom of at the beginning of the Gemara, a few points for today's daf. Number one, if Reuven and Rachel are married and Reuven dies childless and Rachel now is a Shemeris Yavim, she cannot collect Hexuba. And if Shimon does Chalitza, then she gets Hexuba. But if Shimon does Yibam, he doesn't give her a new Hexuba. And his marriage is based on her original Hexuba. So during the time that she is a Shemeris Yavim, she still has a right to her potential Hexuba, but she just can't collect it. And Tyson that Peo and Bez actually says this even further and he says that really at the point that she becomes a Shemar Yavam is as if she collected a Ksuba, just she's not collecting it and giving it back to the Yavam and then after he does Chalitza he gives her this Ksuba or if he marries her and divorces her or if he dies then he would give her that original Ksuba back and number two we learned in the Mishnah that Ruben was married to Rachel and he died without children so Rachel fell even to Shimon and was a Shemar Yavam then Rachel died while she was a Shemar Yavam so Basil taught us that a certain Basil stays B'chaskasan and Rashi explained that there was a machlikis in Mesechus Barbasa if Ruben's family receives the same Basel or if Rachel's family are Yerush the same Basel. But certainly her Ksuba of Mana Messiah and Tezu Ksuba will be retained by Ruben's family as we consider them Muxik in this money and we look at it as if Rachel had full right to Mana Messiah up until this point but now that she dies she is giving this money to Ruben's family and in our case to Shimon. And Basil and the Mishnah taught us that Nixi Mulug are retained by her family while Beshame argued on this last in and Beshame held that Nixi Mulug would be split between her Yashim and Ruvain's family. But ultimately, we clearly see that Shemar Yashim has two groups that are Yerushar, her own family and her husband's family. And since we know that the Rabbanon will misak in Kfurasa, Tachas Ksubasa, then in a normal case, where Rachel was married to Ruvain and Rachel dies during the lifetime of Ruvain, then Ruvain has a chiv to bury her and he has to pay for Rachel's funeral because at this point, he no longer has to pay her Ksuba and he also is Yerush, her Nechsei Basel and her Nechsei Mulug. And therefore, Agamar now is, we have the following Shaila, if Rachel dies when she was a Shemar Yavim, me Kaivra, who has the responsibility to pay for a funeral? Do we say Yoshabal covered law the Kalyasik Suba that the Yoshim of the husband, meaning Shimon and his brothers, would have to pay for a funeral because they were Yerushak Suba? And when going forward and discussing Agamara, we're gonna say Yoshabal refers to Shimon. And when Agamara says that Shimon is Yerushak Suba, right now there are two different ways to understand this. According to the way Rashi brought down in the Mishnah, Lafidam and Mesech's Basra, that Ruben's family or Shimon receives Hatsun Basel. So when Agamara says over here the Kayasik Suba, it's referring to not only one of Messiah and the Taisik Suba, but also that he is Yerush Hatsun Basel, and therefore certainly he should pay for her Kfura because he's receiving all of this benefit that he got Hatsun Basel, and he also has the benefit at this point that since she died, therefore he doesn't have to pay her the Mona Messiah or her Taisik Suba. However, according to Manda Oma that learned in Mesechus Barbasa, when the Amish said the Chasim Bethchaskasan, it means that her family actually retains the right to the same basil and it doesn't go to Shimon and it does not go to the Yerushim of her husband so when Agamara says the Kuyasi Ksuba it just means that it's as if her husband's Yerushim are Yerush Ksuba because at this point they don't have to pay her mother Messiah more Taisis Ksuba and I in Taisis Dilo Maskal Yerushim about Kavrilah the Kuyasi Ksuba where Taisis points out Lafi this Pshat and Rashi then Lachira when the Gemara in Barbasa says Kvuras is Tachas Ksuba it doesn't mean Tachas Mana Messiah it generally means Tachas Nudinaisa because he receives that same Basel, and the Gemara over there therefore says that a woman that dies when she's the only Arusa, her husband does not have a responsibility to pay for a funeral because he doesn't have a right to a son Basel at that point, and he only has a right to Mana Messiah and Ksuba. And if so, Frechtesis, then why over here would we have a tzad that the Yerushabal would have a responsibility to bury her if they only receive Mana Messiah and Ksuba and not son Basel, as we just explained? And Ayin and Tesis, how he's Michal between an Arusa and a Shemar Selvam, and this is something which we actually refer to in Dr.
Tomo, Ayin Sham. And the Gemara continues with its second sad, Oidumo, what do we say? Yorsha Av Kavrila, that actually the Yorshim of the father, referring to Rachel's Yorshim, would have the responsibility to bury her, to kill Yasin the Chasman, because since she was a Shemar Yavam, and her Yorshim are the ones that would be Yorish, her Nechsimulog, therefore they have a responsibility to bury her. And once again, according to that man, the Oma, Mesechtis Babasso, that says that her Yorshim are the ones that received same Basel, so then it would actually even make more sense over here that the reason why they have to bury her is not only because they receive her Nechsimulog, but it's because they also receive her Tzoyim Basel. And as we said, the Ikachiv of Pura is Tachas to the Daiso, is in exchange for receiving the Tzoyim Basel. And Ayin in the bottom Tesis, where Tesis points out that the reason why the Gemara doesn't say that her Yorshim actually receives the Tzoyim Basel is because we want to go even according to the other Bada Omen that says that her Yorshim only received the Nechsimulog and not the Tzoyim Basel. Now Tesis points out that if it's true that her Yorshim only received the Nechsimulog and not the Tzoyim Basel, then what's the Tzad of the Gemara to say that her Yorshim should have to bury her if Lemaisa, her husband's Yorshim, actually received the Tzoyim Basel, and therefore, of course, they should be responsible to bury her, as we just brought down for the Gemara, and Mem Zayin and Beis, the Kriyosa Tachas the responsibility to bury a woman is based on whoever gets the Tzoyim Basel. And Taisa says that over there, the Gemara is talking about a regular marriage, and therefore it speaks about Tzoyim Basel, because the standard is that they brought in Tzoyim Basel into marriage, and not every woman brought in Hesachimug into their marriage. However, in reality, the Chiv to bury a woman is to the person that either gets the Tzoyim Basel or her Nechsimulog, and even her Manam Messiah and a Taisa at least by a Shemar Yisrovim, as we explained before from Taisis. And the Gemara will now prove that the one that has responsibility to bury her is the Yarshia Baal, or in this case, the Yavam, referring to Shimon. And the Gemara continues, Amr of Amram, Tashma, bring your right, the Tanu will to Brisa, Shemar Yisrovim, Shemesa, if Reuven was married to Rachel and Reuven dies, and then while Rachel is a Shemar Yisrovim to his brother Shimon, she dies, and we continue on that Pe'alaf from an Alf, Yarshia, Yarshik, Subasa, Chayom, Bekvurasa, then her Yarshim, the one that will be Yarish, Haksuba, will be responsible to pay for Akura. And as Rashi says, Oisin Yarshim, she Yarshim, Subasa, Chayom, Bekvurasa, and even though the Brice used the Lashon of Yarshia, which is Mashmah, it's her Yarshim, of course it doesn't mean her Yarshim, it's really referring to the Yarshia Baal, and the Lashon is just teaching us that those people that will be Yarish, Haksuba, and have the right to retain the money from the Ksuba of the Mana Messiah and the Ksuba, and potentially the same Basel, and since they receive the Ksuba, therefore they're responsible to pay for her Kvura. And the Gemara continues, Omar Baya, Baya states, we also see this from a Mishnah on the Tzadik Heon Beis. And the Mishnah over there is talking about a regular marriage where Reuben was married to Rachel and Reuben died and he had children. And the Mishnah teaches us, So this Almana Rachel receives support from Reuben's children and they receive her earnings in exchange. And the Mishnah points out a very simple Yisrael that if Rachel dies at some later point and since her husband predeceased her, therefore the Yarshim didn't receive anything from Rachel and not only that, they actually have a chiv to pay her the ksuba. And now that Rachel died before receiving her ksuba, they would actually have to pay her Yorshim her ksuba since Reuven predeceased her. And therefore, certainly, these Yisraelim, the children of Reuven, who are the Yorshim of Reuven, would definitely not have to pay for Akvura. And the mission over there continues and says, who does have to pay for Akvura? Yorshah, Yorshik Ksuba, that her Yorshim, the one that will be Yorish, her ksuba from the Yisraelim, they're the ones that have to pay for her Akvura. Now, in that Mishnah, the Mishnah could have said, by the fact that it says Yarshar Yarshik Subasa, it's Mashman that we're trying to point out that if this would be a case where she would have multiple Yarshim, for example, in the case where Shemar Yavam, the din would be that the party that receives the right to Aksuba is the one that would have the responsibility to pay for Akura. And as the Gemara says, and what is this type of Amana that has two 
Yoshim and have multiple Yoshim, have a Imizu Shemer Selvim, this is referring to Shemer Selvim. In that case, we say that the one that's responsible to pay for Gvura is the one that's Yosha Iksuba, and that, of course, is referring to the Yosha Baal, it's referring to Shimon that has the right to retain the Mona Messiah and the Taisis Ksuba and the same Basel according to one man Omar, and therefore he has to pay for Akvura. And we explained our Gemara based on Taisis Dil Maschal Ezor Manashish Lashne Yoshim, which is at the top of Pei Aleph and Aleph. And at this point, Rav Amram and Abaya brought Rias that Shimon has to pay for Akvura because he retains Aksuba. And the Gemara continues, Amr Rav Rav asked the following question, Vilema Achani Yosh, Ishte Inani Kaiva. So let the Yosha Baal say that the reason why I have a right to retain the Ksuba is not because I was Yerusha, it's only because my brother didn't have a responsibility to pay a Ksuba yet because when he died, she fell the Yibam and the din is that someone like Shemer Zavam doesn't have a right to collect a Ksuba and Rachel didn't give me any money, I didn't receive anything from her, I just inherited from my brother and therefore, why should I have a responsibility to bury his wife? I in the Tesis, that is bothered, this makes a lot of sense, according to the Mada Amma and Mechsechtus Barabasa, Holds that Hatsoin Basel actually are retained by her Yarshim and do not go to Shimon and do not go to her husband's Yarshim. However, according to the Mandam and the hold that Tsoin Basel actually goes to Shimon, so how could Shimon Taino that I didn't receive anything and therefore in exchange I don't have to go and bury her? Of course, he receives the Tsoin Basel and therefore the Chayyar he should have to bury her. I am in Tysis. And the Gemara continues, Amalei Abai, Sabai responds back to Rava, Mishun, the Badalah, Mishnei Stadim, because Rachel's Yarshim have a Taino against Shimon and they come to him with two different Stadim and they say, if your taina is that we look at it as if your brother's still alive and that's why he never had to pay her ksuba and it's as if your brother received and retained the ksuba of Manu Masayim and now he gave it to you and you were Yerush your brother then if your brother's alive then you have to bury his wife because as Rash says just like if your brother was alive then he would have to bury her in Mesa Bechayim if she predeceases him and dies while your brother Ruby was alive and even if she never brought in any the din is that he still has to bury her. And since you're standing in your brother's shoes, therefore you have a chiv to bury her at this point as well. And if you're going to tell me that, of course, I don't have to bury her because my brother is not alive, so I'm in a chiv and you consider that your brother's dead, he thinks Subasa, then she definitely has a right to receive a ksuba. And on Malay, so Rav says back to Abayah, this is what I meant to ask. First of all, the reason why I receive Mother Masayim is not because of Rachel, but it's really because of my brother. And as Rav said before, because I didn't yash in anything from Rachel, therefore I don't have a responsibility to bury her. And if you're going to tell me that if I'm not burying this woman, then Lachir, I should have to give her a ksuba. But on that I say, that we have a din that a person cannot collect a ksuba when the husband is alive, and therefore she has no taina to collect a ksuba because we look at it as if the husband is alive because I am going and taking the place of your husband, and I am now mocking my brother. And as Rashi says, at any point that the husband's still alive, and I am standing in for my brother, your original husband, because I wanted to have Yibam, and it's not my fault that she died, and therefore I couldn't perform Yibam, but ultimately I have no Chiyah to go and bury her. And this Gemara is a bit hard to understand, because we just said before that a husband does have a Chiyah to bury his wife, even if she did not bring anything into the marriage, and she didn't bring any same Basel or Nixim Lug into the marriage, and if so, since we're saying that Shimon is really his brother, and he's just as if Reuven is alive, so just like Reuven would have had a chiv to bury her, L'chayr Shimon should also have a chiv to bury her, Ayim Beritva. Now the Gemara just mentioned a svar of that a ksuba cannot be collected while a husband or a yavam is alive. This idea comes from a literal reading of a ksuba where it says, 
that the time that the wife has a right to collect a ksuba is at the point that she already has a right to go and get married to someone else, which means after the husband dies or after he divorces her, and then of course she has a right to marry someone else, but before the husband dies or divorces her, then she can't go marry someone else because she's an Ashish. And according to that mandam and a whole that we read Iksuba literally, then as Rashi says, the Minodaikis since at that point she can't go and get married to someone else therefore she doesn't have a right of collection during the time that she's married to Rubain and the same would apply at the point that she should marry Selvam since she can't go and marry the Shuk at that point either and the Gemara continues and answers Rav's question Abayah says that who is the Mandama that we know that looks at Ksuba and reads it literally that's Beishamai that's going to Beishamai and therefore you're only asking this question according to Beishamai and if so I have a perfect reason why the din is that the husband's Yershim or Shimon is the one that is responsible to pay for a kfura, and the reason is because Beshamay Lishitasai, Beshamilu Beshamay, since we know Beshamay Shita is the Ami, Shtara Imelidvais Kigavri Dami, that if Ruben owes Shimon money, then it's considered as if Shimon has that money already, and as Rashi says, Shemishish Lishtachay Valchaveri, if Shimon has a note against Ruben, who Muxus Benixalavi Yosimimenu, it's considered as if he has more of a Chazaka and a strong Chazaka on the money of Ruben, and it's even considered that he has a strong Chazaka than Ruben himself. Therefore, in our case, Shimon cannot say that I didn't receive anything from Rachel because since Rachel does have Aksuba, so at the moment that Ruben died, and now really Rachel had a right to collect Aksuba, even though at this point that she's a Shemar Zavim, and therefore she can't actually receive the money from Shimon, but it's considered as if she actually has a Chazaka on that money. And when Rachel dies, and Shimon has a right now to keep that money, the money Messiah, and the taste of Aksuba, it's considered as if Shimon yarishing that money from Rachel herself, and therefore he did get something from Rachel. Once he got something from Rachel, then he does have a chiv to bury her. And before we continue with the Gemara, let's just clarify two points. Number one, even though it seems that our Gemara is going lefiv shitas beishamai, however, in the Gemara in Yavamis, where the Gemara says that beishamai actually is the man that at whole, that we read Iksuba literally, the Gemara actually comes out at the end result. Beishil actually agrees with beishamai, and therefore our Gemara could go like Beishil as well. Number two, certainly if Beishil doesn't agree with beishamai, then Beishil would actually hold that nitn ksuba lidvish mechayim, and therefore, of course, it's considered as if Rachel received the ksuba while Reuven was alive, and therefore, it is as if she's giving over to Yerusha to Shimon, and once Yerusha is given to Shimon, then of course, Shimon has a chiv and a responsibility to bury her. And number two, Agamar said that Beshameh is the man that hold that Islam medrash ksuba, that we learn dinim out of the way the ksuba is written, and we read it literally. And Rashi brings down that this is based on the Gemara and Yavamis, on Dafkud Vudayin Amalav, where initially is machlek is Beshilom Beshameh, in a case where Rachel says that I know my husband died and Beishamai points out that since we believe her and we allow her to go and get married so therefore she has a right to collect the ksuba as well and this is based on the literal wording of the ksuba because the husband wrote once you have a head to get married to someone else then you have a right to collect the ksuba and since over there even though it's only based on her own testimony we give her the right to get remarried to someone else therefore she also has a right to collect the ksuba and the Gemara continues where do we see that Beishamai holds we learned in the Mishnah and the Mishnah is talking about a case where there's a woman that became a Saita and she had Kinu and Sira and now she's on the way to drink from the Mea Marim in order to see if she was Mizano or not and it says over there if their husband died before they had the opportunity to drink then she has a right to get a Ksuba even though she's not going to drink Basil argues and says either she has to drink or she won't receive a Ksuba and the Gemara now is on the Lashon of Basil that how could Basil say that even though her husband died, she could still drink from the Mayor Marim 
But that's impossible because the Pasuk says that you now will drink the Mayor of Aram if you don't have a husband. And as the Gemara is, Aishai says, how could Basil say that she could drink? But the Pasuk says, Behavior ish as Ishtai ela Kayinam Rahmana Veleka. The Pasuk says that the husband has to bring the wife to the Kayin in order for her to drink. And since her husband already died, therefore, of course, she won't be able to drink. And the Gemara answers according to Basil, Elementary Shaisis, Loyna de Ksuba, what Basil meant to say, either she could drink or she won't take a Ksuba. And over here, since she, of course, can't drink because her husband's not around, therefore, she won't be able to collect a Ksuba. And the Gemara now goes on to explain the Shita Beishamai. Beishamai Omer Beishamai states, Nightless Ksuba, Veloy Shaisis, that she could receive a Ksuba even though she won't drink. In fact, Gemara Bamai, how could she collect a Ksuba? Sveku, it's a Suffolk. Suffolk's a night, Suffolk lives a night. There's a Suffolk if she is Mizana or if she was not Mizana. And of course, if she was Mizana, she has no right to get a Ksuba. And because he's Suffolk, so how can you say that her Suffolk, if she has a right to Ksuba, will be able to take away from the Vadai? And as Rashi explains, from the Yorsha Baal, Shane Badoy and Birusha, because they certainly have the Yusha and the Muxik in this money, and therefore the Din should be Hamlitsi Mechabeir, Olavaraya. And of course, that is really Basil Svara. On that, my answer is Kasav Beishamai, the Beishamai argue in Basil, because they say, that since the wife has a Ksuba, and that Ksuba is considered like its Govui, so therefore the real Muxik over here are not the Yarshim and not the husband. She is really the real Muxik over here, and therefore, of course, even though she's a Suffolk, she could retain the money, and she actually will say to the Yarshim, if you want to make sure that I don't receive the Ksuba, then you have to bring a Raya that I actually was Mizana. And since you can't do so, therefore, I will receive the Ksuba. And the Gemara continues and goes back to our bias story. That the Yarshim of the wife could come to the husband's Yarshim from Tudstadim. And one of the Tadim were that in Ena Kaivesishta eating Subasa, and we explain because this goal in my Shittis Basilo, that Nidaksuba Ligbois Mechayim. And then Robert just explained that I was asking the question according to Beishamai that holds Nidaksuba Ligbois Mechayim. Agamar now continues and says, If you could tell me, Lufi Basilo, that the Yarshim are tying to the oven, that if you're telling us that you're standing in on behalf of the husband, then there's a dinner of Nidaksuba and therefore you should pay us the Ksuba. And the Gemara is that even if you're going to tell me Basil doesn't read the Ksuba literally and where a woman says I know my husband died and we allow her to go get married it doesn't mean that we will let her go and collect a Ksuba as there is no Svar and therefore we have to have two Edim but that's a separate Din but definitely we have to look at the words as to the intent of the husband and the Gemara is the Ksuba says first that the husband said the only time you'll be able to collect the Ksuba is only at the point that you're able to marry another person and Veleka and since at this point she's a Shemer Yavam and she can't marry anyone in Minashuk she only can marry the Yavam and there's a din of Ishzar so Lechera how can you say that she could be Gaiva Ksuba and Amor Avashi so Avashi says Yavam Nami Ka'achedami at least regarding the words in Ksuba when the husband said that at the point that you could get married to another person he meant to say as long as you could get married to anyone even my brother that would be enough for you to be allowed to collect the Ksuba they brings from the first parak of Kedushin that specifically says that the word Ach is not referring to a Yavam. So the Dr. Tysus had immediately the Lashon Torah in Chanami, the Lashon Torah when it says Acha is referring to someone else and not the Yavam. However, Belashon Chachamim Ikri Acha. However, in the Ksuba, which is a Lashon Chachamim, the word Acha refers to the Yavam as well. The Gemara continues that Bayis said that at least Lafi Beis Hillel the din is that Nit Ksuba Ligvus Mechayim and the Gemara now is Shalach Rav LaBayah Biad Rav Shmaya Rav Zira. So Rav sent the following question. Tabaya, and he sent the Shiloh with the Shliach, and the Shliach's name was Rashmaya Barabzera. Is it true that Aksuba could be collected even in Mechayim? But Tanya, what we learned in the Brayser, Rab Abba Ime, and some say it was actually Rav, and Rav's name.
name was Rabbi Abba. So we see the Rabbi's a Tana over here. Sha'alti Yisumchus, Da'i Yisumchus, Hamreit Shimka Benichse Achiv. One of the deem that we mentioned previously, but we did not mention today, is that there's a din that when Reuven dies without having children, and now Rachel falls Yibam in front of his brother Shimon, the din is that if Shimon does Yibam to Rachel, then Shimon doesn't write a new Ksuba, but the Ksuba is based on the original Ksuba of Reuven. And in addition, there's a din that Shimon actually is Yerush, all the Nechassim of Reuven. So even if Reuven had three or four other brothers, Shimon is still the only brother that will receive the Yerusha and will retain the entire state of Reuven. Now, in order for Rachel to feel secure that she'll be paid for original Ksuba, so the Chacham said that any assets that Reuven had beforehand and now belong to Shimon, Shimon has no right to sell and he can only use them for that payers. Shimon can't sell any part of Reuven's estate until the point that he either divorces her or if he dies and then Rachel will be able to collect her Ksuba. Now, of course, this is not necessarily a very efficient use of capital because if Rachel has a right to a Ksuba, for example, $10,000 and Reuven's estate was a million dollars, it doesn't seem to be a very efficient use of capital that Shimon will always have to keep this real estate even if it makes more sense to sell this property or to sell the assets of Ruvain and use them for some other business. And therefore, Ravi has sumchas, the lechur, how can you find a way around this and have a way for Shimon to be able to sell the assets of Ruvain? So Ravi has haroit shimka benichse achiv keitzir oisa, that sumchas said, in kayin who, if Shimon is a kayin, yasa suda v'yafayas. So Shimon has no way to go and divorce Rachel because then he won't be able to remarry her. So the best thing would be is to make a nice suda, make Rachel feel good, explain to her the situation as to why he wants to sell the assets and then get her permission to sell the assets and that would be a good enough Eitzah. However, in Yisrael, who if Shimon is Yisrael and therefore he could go and divorce her and then take her back, so then Megarish beget v'yachsa. So Shimon can be Megarish, give her a ksuba and then sell whatever assets he wants and then he could take her back. And as Rashi says, he'll remarry her almanas ksuba so rishayna. And then Rashi says that in reality, Shimon could go and divorce her and then go and remarry her right away and then he has the right to go and sell any of Reuven's assets. And Rashi says, l'fisha any yavim that the reason why Shimon can't sell any of the assets of Reuven when he's a Yavam is because he didn't write her Ksuba and therefore he didn't write the Kanoivik to Kinyana and the only way that Rachel will be able to get her Ksuba is only on the Nechassim of Reuven and she's nervous that maybe the Nechassim that will leave around won't cover the amount of her Ksuba and she doesn't want to go to Bezin to go and force the Lukuchais to give her back the property that Shimon sold which originally belonged to Reuven. However, once he divorces her and then he takes her back and he writes her his own Ksuba and he writes in that Ksuba the Kanoi Kinyana, then there won't be a problem and she was Saimachtas on whatever assets he has and therefore he'll be able to sell all of the assets of Reuven as well. And we continue So that if you hold that Basil hold that why do you have to go and divorce her? Just go and set aside for her the amount of her Ksuba, Vashal Lisbon, and all the rest of Reuven's assets, Shimon should be able to sell. And the Gemara now is on Rav will Tamech according to you that he asking such a question why do we ask from Brisa you should ask directly from our Mishnah and the Mishnah said that after Shimon does Yibam to Rachel and now they're considered a husband and wife Shimon can't say to Rachel that here's the money for the amount of Yiksuba and it's on this table because I'm a Shulchani and I deal with a lot of money as all of Ruvin's Nechassim I'm a Shubit to the Ksuba and you can't get out of it by just giving her some money and the Gemara is asking Rav that why do you ask a question from a Brisa in order to prove if L'chayu we could have proved the same thing from the Mishnah because L'chayu you see over there that and that's why that was not a good enough Esau on that the answers that really from a Mishnah we would say that and that really is a fine Esau and he 
really Shimon could have said that you should take this amount of money for the Ksuba and then the rest I'll be able to sell. And the only reason why the Gemara says that he shouldn't do that is basically giving an Ezer to Shimon and it wasn't a benefit for Rachel. And the point is that if you're going to go and give her money and say that the money on this table should be set aside for Yiksuba, then as Rashi says, Shem Yevdom and Taltal, maybe this money will be lost, the Nimtz is below Ksuba, and she'll be without Ksuba, but Tzarkhlu to Ksuba Acheres, and you'll have to write her a new Ksuba. And the Gemara continues, if you're not going to say that the Mishnah was telling us that it's a Teva, Sefer Diktani, in the Sefer we said, that Reuven can't say to his regular wife, a person can't say to his regular wife that your Ksuba is lying on this table, and that should be set aside for your Ksuba, because all of the Chosim are afraid for Ksuba's Ishtar. Is it true that a husband can't sell any assets the entire time that he's married to his wife? Of course that's not true. The only time that we say such a din is by a Yavam and a Yavama, but by regular marriage, there's no such din, and a husband can sell any assets he wants. And if so, why does the Mishnah say that a husband can go and put some money on a table and say this should be towards Yaksuba? It must be that in the safe of the Mishnah, it was only giving an Ezer to the husband not to do this because you may lose this money and then you'll have to write her new Ksuba. Here also, by the Yavim and Yavama, we're also giving an Ezer But in the from our Mishnah, we may be able to say that generally, just over here, we're giving an Ezer to the Yavam. And the Gemara continues that in the Ravu would not have had a question from our Mishnah, but Lamaisa had a question from Rabba. So Elder Abba Kasha, that the question he had from Rabba is Shver, because Rabba was trying to find a way that Shimon could sell these assets. And by the fact that Rabba and Sumchas did not give an Eitzah, then Yachad lo Sheikh Suba Vashal Lisbin, so Lachay we see that Lay Nitnik Suba Ligvis Mechayim. And Abayi answers, of course, they still hold that Nitnik Suba Ligvis Mechayim, and Rabba Lay Kasha, it's not Shver for Rabba, Mishum Eva. And the reason why Rabba did not say to prepay the Ksuba and then be able to go and sell the assets is because if a woman sees that her husband is prepaying the assets, it'll cause strife that she'll think that he doesn't love her anymore and he wants to divorce her. And Rashi explains that when Sumchus said back to Rav, and Yisrael who Megarish beget v'yachsir, that is actually a prop of Eitzah and it won't cause strife. And Rashi explains, but since when Shimon is being Megarish and then he's going to take her back, your daughter that she knows, the that he only is doing it in order that he should be able to sell his brother's assets, and therefore there won't be strife caused between Shimon and Rachel. And of course, the Achrein were bothered that how could Sumchus say, and that will cause the least strife if Lachira, the best Eitzah would be, just like we said, for an Eishas Kayin, that Yas is Suda, the Yafayas, that you should make her Suda, and you should explain to her that you want to go and sell the assets, and ask her for permission to go and sell the assets, Ayin Bachreinim. And the Gemara continues with the story, Reuben was married to Rachel, and then Reuben died without having children, and now Rachel fell as a Shemer Zavim to Shimon as well as to Levi. Now Shimon was the older brother, and he actually wanted to do Yibam to Rachel, and of course, as we said before, once Shimon does Yibam to Rachel, then all the assets that belong to Reuven and Reuven's entire estate will go to Shimon, and Shimon will be Yerushim, and Levi will be left with nothing. And we begin the Gemara, who governed? It was this person, let's call him Shimon, the Nafla Yivam and Papadisa, that Rachel felt him for Yibam. So Levi wanted to be Hasla by throwing a get towards Rachel, and this way, Rachel will be considered that she has a get, and as we learned in Masech Yivamis, if any of the brothers would give a get to the Shemer Yivam, then she would actually be us now to have Yibam with any of the brothers, and they would only be able to do Chalitza. And before Levi was able to throw this get towards Rachel, Amalek, so Shimon said to Levi, my daitech, why would you want to throw this get to her if I want to do Yibam? Mishum Nixay must be because you want to share in the Nechassim, because if 
I do Yibam, then you won't get any part of Nechazim. And if you do Chalitza, since we're two brothers, we'll split the estate of Ruvain 50-50. So he said, that if you don't throw to get, then I'll make a deal with you. I'll give you 50% of his Nechazim. And after Shimon went and did Yibam, he reneged on his deal and he wouldn't give Levi any part of Nechazim, any part of Ruvain's estate. And Levi now wanted to get 50% of the estate, so he went to ask a Shiloh by Rabbi Yisif. And Rabbi Yisif, Rabbi Yisif said, Lisbon, since Rabbanan say that a Yavim cannot sell any of the assets of the estate at all, even if you go and sell it, that's not considered a proper sale and the sale would be void. And therefore, since Shimon had no right to sell any of these assets, even though he made a deal with you and he said, I'm going to give you 50% of the assets, he has no right to do so. Tanya, as we learned in that if Reuben dies and he leaves over Rachel and she is Shemeres Yavim to Shimon, even if Reuben leaves over a state of and his wife's ksuba is only mana then Shimon can never sell any of the nechasim because all the nechasim of Reuven's estate are achrei for the ksuba of Rachel and this idea is similar to the din that we have by Deraisa de Kadinim of and Amalei Abayas Abayas said back to Rabbi Yisif anytime not to sell something even if you sell it it won't be a good enough sale but we learned that the din is that if a woman receives any nechasim while she's a arusa and she tries to sell it Beishamay says that it works Beishil says really she shouldn't sell but if she does sell it it would be a valid sale so you see over there that even though Rabbanon say that you shouldn't sell something as an arusa it still is a valid sale and therefore Abaya felt that in this case we are the person in Pumpadisa went and told his brother that I'm going to give you 50% of the assets, then really Shimon should have to give 50% of the assets to Levi. And the Gemara says, that they sent the Shiloh in front of Rabchanin about Papi, and he sent it back like Rabbeisif, and he said it's not a valid sale, and Shimon doesn't have to give 50% of the assets to Levi. And Omar Abayas, Abayu responded, and as Rashi says in his Zomim, he didn't place rings on his Svara and on his Din. Then what reasoning did he give when he sent his din? And therefore, we don't have to listen to this psak. And the Gemara continues, So then they sent the child to Rabbi the son of Rabbi Nehumi, and he agreed to Abayah that it would be a valid sale. And therefore, Shimon promised to give 50% to Levi. He has to give 50% to Levi. And Rabbi Chanina added into the psak when he sent it, that if Rabbi Yisif comes up with another raya to prove that he's right, that such a sale would not be a valid sale, then send it to me in order to see if Rabbi Yisif brought a valid raya. And the Gemara says, not for Rabbi Yisif, Dr. Eshach. So Rabbi Yisif went out and he searched into it and he found the following raya. At the time we learned to If Reuben was married to Rachel and Shimon borrowed a thousand dollars from his brother Reuben and now Reuben died childless and Rachel falls to Shimon for Yibam and of course once he does Yibam, Shimon has a right to all of Reuben's assets including the note that Reuben has against him and the Bryce states that Shimon can't just cancel the note since he was Yerush to note since all of Reuben's assets are Meshubah to the Ksuba of Rachel and therefore we would force Shimon to pay back a thousand dollars to the state and we would buy real estate and Shimon can use the payers so we see that Shimon can't sell any of Reuben's assets and even if he does it wouldn't be a valid sale so Rabbi Yisif wants to bring a riot to his side Amalei Abai Abai responds back to Rabbi Yisif Dilma the Tavalei Avdalei that Abai answered that really Shimon could have kept the money and not paid up his chayv at all, but the Rabbanon were giving an Eitz that his best 
investment would be to buy real estate and not hold on to the thousand dollars. And Amalis, Rabbi Yisrael responds back to Abaya, Tani Tani Maitzian. The Tana actually said the word Maitzian, which means that we force him to give the thousand dollars. But At Amr to Tavali Abdullah, and you're telling that it was only an Eitzitayva and it was only for his benefit. Of course, we were forcing him to give the thousand dollars back because he has no option of actually being Michael that Chayv. And therefore, Rabbi Yisrael wanted to bring a raya to his side. So Hadashalchu Kamed Rabbi Nimi Braid Rabbi Nachumi. So they sent this raya of Rabbi Yisrael to Rabbi Nimi, the son of Rabbi Nachumi. So Amalhu, so Rabbi Nimi responded back. Hachi Amar Rabbi Yisrael Bam Nimi Amar Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Yisrael Bam Nimi said the name of Rabbi Nachman Zu in the Mishnah that this raya that he tried to bring from this brayso is actually not a valid raya, as it can't be that this brayso is a genuine brayso. And the Gemara says, My timer, why do you say that it can't be a valid brayso? And the Gemara says, Elaim Mishum Dehavlu Mutalfli. If you're going to say it's because when you have a note and you're going to pay back Mutalflin, and the brayso teaches us that this Mutalflin would have to be used in order to buy real estate, and therefore we see that this Mutalflin is really Mishum Fuxuba, and we know Mutalflin Fuxuba, let me shabdi, that generally money and Mutalflin is not Mishum Fuxuba. The Gemara says that that's not true because Dilma maybe this price is going to Shitas Rameya, the Oman, he holds Metaltan Mishabu Luxuba, that Metaltan is Mishabu Luxuba, as we saw in our Mishnah that we said, Ksafim Mumpir Stushin, Yulak Ben Kaka. So we see clearly that Rameya holds that Metaltan is Mishabu Fuxuba, and since we see over there that Lafira made that holds that Metaltan is Mishabu Luxuba, that the din is that you can't go and sell it, and if you do, it would not be valid. So Lachari, by any case, even if there would be a case of Kaka, according to the Mandoman holds that Metaltan is not Mishabu Luxuba, we would also say that a Yavim can sell it, and if he does so, it wouldn't be a valid sale. And the Gemara continues and says, that maybe the reason why Rav Nachman said that this is not a genuine b'risa is since how could the b'risa say that Shimon has to pay the thousand dollars if when Rachel is coming and tiny to him that you owe my husband the thousand dollars, he should be able to turn to her and say that you're not my b'risa I only owe this to your husband and I didn't have a chayv to you at all and your lien for yiksuba doesn't apply to my thousand dollars. And we continue on that pay b'ezim and alv, that how can you say it's not a genuine b'risa? Maybe the b'risa is going like Rav Nassim. The Tanya, because we learned in the b'risa, the famous din of Shibud Rav Nassim, that Rav Nassim taught us, that we learned that if Reuven owes Shimon money, and Shimon owes Levi money, then really it's as if Reuven owes Levi money, and Levi could go and bring Reuven to a dintaira and demand money from Reuven. So over here also, even though Shimon owed Reuven money, but since Reuven owed Rachel money, therefore Rachel is the Baal's Dvarim of Shimon, and she could go and say to Shimon that you do owe me the amount of Aksuba, and you can't say that La Baal's Dvarim did that. And the Gemara finally says the reason why Rav Nachman said it's not a genuine Brisa is because that we don't find a Tana that's Machbeh, two different Kumas, but the Aksuba, since the Din of Aksuba is only a Din Rabbanon, it would make sense if we have a Chumar like Rav or like Rav but to now go and take the both Chumars, both of Ramea as well as of Nassim, that's not something that makes sense, and therefore it must be that this was not a genuine b'risa. And as Rashi says, that we don't find it as a tana that holds of two chumras to the ksuba, that first of all you find that which is the din of course Ramea, the and then to use the shibud and by the fact that this b'risa only works out, if you hold both like Ramea and like Rav Nassim, it's impossible that he had a Kabbalah from his Rebbe that it is proper halacha, and it must be that the person that said this b'risa said it on his own accord, and therefore he can't be saying on this b'risa at all, and it's not a riot to Rabbi Yisif. And Amar Rav, Rav says, 
Dana Mahi that I once heard Abayah said about this Brysa, that it's not a proper Brysa. I wasn't sure exactly why he said it, but now I understand why he said that. And it actually works out. Abayah Lishitasai, since Abayah does not hold like Rabbasif, and therefore, of course, he would rather this Brysa is not a genuine Brysa, as Abayah disagreed with Rabbasif, and he said that even though the Rabbanon say Lisbon, Afagav Dezovin, it's possible that the sale would be a valid sale, as we said before. And the play Yeshua is on this Gemara, the only way this Gemara actually has a problem is if we say that Ksuba is Rabbanon, but Lechira, there is a Tzad that Ksuba is Deraisa, and if the din is that Ksuba is Deraisa, then you could find a Tana that could be Machbe Trey Chumri. In order to make this question even stronger, he says that one of the Tanaim that holds that Ksuba is Deraisa is actually Rameya, and one of the Tanaim that we wanted to say that the Brice is going like is Rameya that holds Metal to Mishab Ksuba, so Lechira wouldn't be such a far-fetched idea to say that this Brice is a genuine Brice, and it's going to feed him that holds that Ksuba is Deraisa, Ayin Shom, and we will stop over here.